Hello everyone out there, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the podcast. We have taken our foot off the gas on the pod for one reason and one reason alone, trying to put our minds together and get some quality content ready for the YouTube. Um, if you guys have been checking in uh, on the YouTube channel, we uh, would greatly appreciate it. It's been uh, a lot of work going into that. Shout out to all the boys for putting in the work. Um, and we're trying to put something together there. So definitely go subscribe there. Make sure you're following all of our social media platforms at Tea Time Reports from Instagram, Threads, Twitter, slash X to TikTok. All the support is greatly appreciated. Let's go ahead and move forward with what we're actually going to be talking about, which is the interesting stuff here. Um, there's a film called Rush that came out in 2013. Um, and it was one of those movies that I always have kind of enjoyed. I've seen it twice. Um, it was directed by Ron Howard, released September 27th, 2013, release date for streaming January 14th, 2014. Box office grossing that in the United States was 27 million bucks. Runtime is a little over two hours, distributed by Universal Pictures. Um, this film features the likes of Chris Hemsworth, uh, Daniel Brühl, uh, Olivia Wilde, um, David Calder, like so many guys. But the main two guys you really want to focus on are James Hunt and Nikki Lauda. The two, look, Nikki Lauda, excuse me. Um, but the two main characters of this film, and honestly, for good reason. Let me give you some context. In the mid 1970s, charismatic English playboy James Hunt, played by Chris Hemsworth, an Austrian perfectionist, Nicky Lauda, played by Daniel Brühl, share an intense rivalry in Formula One racing. Driving vehicles that are little more than gas-fueled rolling bombs, Hunt and Lauda burn up the track, all the while pushing themselves to the breaking point of physical and mental endurance. Meanwhile, the woman, uh, the women, excuse me, Olivia Wilde, Alexandra uh, Miria Lara, in their lives can only watch as both drivers risk death with every lap. Um, just a crazy film. It was written by Peter Morgan. The writing was kind of, uh, it was good. It was good. In terms of, like, film, like, if you're watching this from, like, a critical standpoint, it does have its moments of dullness and cheesiness, but I really like the cinematography with the driving. I really love the, just the overall, like, vibe of this movie. It felt very informational, but as well as, like, you guys know how much I enjoyed Gran Turismo, but this film kind of, like, was a little better in my opinion. I'm not going to lie. Like, it was more in-depth on the driver and the building of the cars, in a sense, because they, they talked about the video game aspect and bringing that to life and bringing a driver to life, in a sense, from a video game, which was equally as historic, but this rivalry was insanely intense. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this an 88%. Um, an audience gave it an 88% as well, which is very strange that it's perfectly matched up. Um, I'm giving this movie personally a 9 out of 10. Um, it's just, I really do believe Chris Hemsworth, potentially his best film. Daniel Brühl needs to be a, a, like a lead more often, in my opinion. Um, he really genuinely did try and kind of be that character actor for this film because James Hunt genuinely could have been played by any British stud you know what I'm saying with an accent and um but 
you know, playing Nikki Lauda, a professional, like, not a professional, they're both professionals, obviously, but a perfectionist and a guy that has clear OCD, but a, a control freak and just wants to be the best at all times. And it was kind of taken away from him by James Hunt, you know, in a, in a weird kind of way, not, not James Hunt's fault. When you step on, when you get behind the wheel of one of those cars, everyone knows what could happen. And Nicky Lauda was nearly burned alive. Um, And he still got back in the car like less than 30 days later. Um, And I forget what race it was, but I don't know if it's true, but in the film they were talking about, well, they showed genuinely after one lap of, I think it was like, a big race may have been the fucking Le Mans. Uh, Nicky Lauda just genuine. I know it was it was a Grand Prix somewhere, so it was like a it was kind of it wasn't as crucial as the Le Mans or historic. But Lauda, after like one lap, he just kept getting visions of his girl, and then you know he just pulled into the pit and kind of called it quits uh, for at least that time. I think he raced for a couple years after that, a couple seasons after that. Um, and then James Hunt retired like two seasons later, and then he actually was interviewing Lauda as he, as Lauda was still driving in F1, and then, uh, James Hunt, it was funny, not in a, you know, a funny way, but, like, they really did bring that rivalry to, like, a friendship in this movie, and it showed, and it was kind of beautiful, because at the end, they sh- you know they talk about like where those guys wound up after this film's events. Um, James Hunt had a heart attack at uh, 45. He was kind of a loose cannon, uh, always just lived life, you know, it, to the fullest capacity, maybe more than most should, if you will. But um, Chris Hemsworth, let me just talk about some of the performances real quick. I'm going to get to the cast list. Chris Hemsworth is James Hunt. He, uh, like I was saying, plays a loose cannon, a guy that, like, genuinely loved going hand-in-hand with death. You know what I'm saying? Like, he wasn't afraid of it. He wanted to compete with it, in a way. Like, he was trying to, like, chase it. And, I mean, that season alone, I think it was the 76th season, he was, he had a rough start. But then he came back in it towards the end. It was it was amazing. Like and he wound up, you know, beating Nicky Lauda at the biggest stage. But you know, longevity wise, just didn't last. And James Hunt might be like my favorite story behind racing. And then Nicky Lauda is also amazing. I'm not trying to be like that, but like James Hunt, you know, this movie made me really like kind of like I was like, damn, bro, James Hunt's kind of a G. Um, rest in peace, obviously. Um, but again, he played like a loose cannon, not, not desperate, but deprived if he wasn't behind the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Like if he wasn't racing, he, I don't know. He would be off with some, some biddies in a club or running bare, barefoot through a forest is kind of the vibe I got from James Hunt. And um, he was it was played well by Chris Hemsworth, so shout out to him. He's he's one of my favorite actors. Take away Thor, he's been in some good good stuff. Moving forward to Daniel Brühl playing Nicky Lauda. 
This guy is a very underrated actor, in my opinion. He was the main villain in uh, Captain America Civil War. Um, probably one of the most underrated villains in Marvel. Zemo. Um, kind of a fucked up motivation to doing the things he genuinely did. But uh, some reasons it was just. But in this, he plays a very, very OCD quirky, hard-to-get-along-with type of person, but he's a genius. Like, he's no doubt about it, just the way he builds the car, how he's able to figure out the aerodynamics, and just get in the garage with him, and he genuinely will put together a rocket ship. And that's what, you know, Ferrari took a shot shot on, and they took shots, like the media back then, like, oh, this guy bought his way into F1, and so be it, but he invested on himself, and wound up paying off and i think that's what more and more people are doing nowadays but you know he was kind of ahead of his time in that regard especially in f1 uh genuinely racing is it's you know most of those guys obviously are world-class athletes and drivers and, and all that but there's something below the surface of that too you know, maybe they had something go on in their past, or maybe they have something to prove. It uh, It's a sport where the people that participate in it are genuinely a very obviously select few individuals, and as well as select few personalities. Narcissists, potentially sociopaths, I mean, guys that are literally looking for death but also looking to be the best, the fastest. It's simple. It's so simple in its name and its in its concept, but it's also how it's portrayed in at least this film and at least the past couple years of just genuinely one-off racing movies based on true stories have done so well, and this was one of them, um, in my opinion. I really like racing games. I really like racing films. I, I really like cars, um, especially American Muscle, which isn't really prolific in this sport, but it is cool to see, you know, the range of Daniel Brühl and, and Chris Hemsworth. And, you know, you're like, damn, these guys worked together before, you know, Captain America Civil War. And they had that chemistry there. And it, I don't even know if Thor was in that one. I don't even, <laughs> I'm lost in that whole universe. But it is cool to see these guys actually have worked together before. And they had good chemistry, especially with the competitive nature of not only the sport, but of them against each other. Um, going back to Formula 3 racing and um, going in those like really dangerous races as well because those are more like less regulated than F1 but obviously less um, crazy equipment and cars and pit crews and stuff like that. The initial notes before I get into any more performances, just a quick interval. Um, the initial notes I wrote down for this film after I watched it, um, Chris Hemsworth as James Hunt was great. You could tell he had fun with this role. Potentially, the film that made his career, I could actually... I, I think it probably did. Ron Howard um, had a, definitely had a fun time directing this film. You could tell it was a good a, a good movie with good energy and you know a little sadness in there. But just the overall information that you can gather from some of these people's truly incredible lives is pretty cool in my opinion especially in something that's really cool and um, as cool as racing. 
Um, great cinematography, like I touched on, like the general racing scenes were really cool. The views that you would get over the driver's shoulders. Um, some of the crash scenes were really well shot. Good editing during the, the race scenes as well, for sure. Um, didn't feel like I was all over the map. I felt like I can consistently understand what was going on, especially for uh, a film, you know, back in 2013, where some of the technology we definitely didn't have back then. So they couldn't do all the things that we see now. Um, it, it is kind of a funny story with James Hunt, um, especially at the beginning. Um, but it's very informal, captivating. Nicky Lauda and his story is incredible. His perseverance and you know his ability to overcome that adversity, being pretty much half burned alive and having his face kind of changed heavily. And he, I think he had like thigh skin and meat put on his face to you know, kind of skin graft and fix it. But just a truly remarkable man and one of the best racers of all time. Formula One is so historic. This film is a great racing film and it showcases the significance and the history behind overall F1. And, uh, you know, if anyone out there is really into... Um, racing in general i think you can appreciate this film if you're into cars if you like chris hemsworth if you are a fan of daniel brule if you hell if you're just bored i i definitely would recommend this movie like i said i i would give it um a for sure nine out of ten um olivia wilde as Susie miller was really good in this film alexandra maria uh, lara as marlene lauda also really good in this movie like low-key like she was really good like she was she played you know this this woman that genuinely was more concerned than fascinated by what Nikki Lauda was doing but then Susie Miller at the beginning, that's the only reason she got with James Hunt type shit. So you get to see the parallels with how each of these guys handle their personal lives. And it's uh, it's pretty interesting, that dynamic and that comparison, following both stories simultaneously. And then they meet on the track and, and the podium, sometimes, sometimes not. And um, it was definitely a very fun journey to watch really interesting, like I said, and um, you also get to see uh, Pier Francesco uh, Favino playing Clay Regazzoni, so that's pretty cool to see a guy like him, I, I, I just real quick, I'm just to humor myself, I want to see what the fuck this, I know this guy from, um, he was in The Hummingbird, he was in The Traitor, he was in the King's Musketeers, he was in... Hmm. What do I know him from, bro? Like, he's a very recognizable face. Ah! Angels and Demons, the uh, Tom Hanks movie that did not do well. Yeah, he was younger than that, damn. And Night in the Museum, okay, that's why. That's okay, that's why. He was, yeah, that's where I know him from, for sure. His night in the museum, but... Um, let's get into some critical consensuses here and just thoughts on what some of the people that get paid to watch movies do. I would love to get paid to watch movies. My God, that'd be so sick. According to Eddie H., 
an excellent two-man biopic from a literate Peter Morgan script. I, I agree with that statement wholeheartedly. Uh, according to Wendy I, Howard creates a persuasive sense of the time and place, and the race sequences are impressively mounted. This is a thrillingly ten- this is thrillingly tense stuff, even if you know how the story panned out. And I feel like a lot of people, like even if you haven't seen this film and you're really into racing or F1 and you know the story, I feel like you should watch this movie. And I'm just kind of speaking to people like that are genuinely really into racing. If you're out there listening to this episode of Tea Time Reports and you've not seen this film, I, I recommend it. You might find the grievances or like, oh, what the fuck? Or like, you'll be like, oh, damn, that's really cool. Like, that's cool. that This is a movie I haven't seen. Might be one of your, your new faves. You never know. Um, according to Keith G filmed and flash filmed with flash and gusto rush mixes common sports movie techniques with its more serious dramatic focus. Okay. Brian E says the filmmaking lacks the adrenaline rush suggested by the title. I disagree with you, my friend. According to James C., the 1970s really have been happy days for Ron Howard. (laughs) That's a good statement. According to Matt B., a film that never eases up on the entertainment value. I agree with that statement. I don't know if there's much rewatch value to a movie like this, but watch it once, like genuinely. You can depict if maybe in three months you can pick it up again. You know what I'm saying? According to David H., it's a simple formula, just not a good one. According to Maddie L., it's bland and unmemorable where it should be fresh and exhilarating, and despite some fine period design and nifty cinematography. Okay, well, that's a view to to take from it. And one more. Michael C. says, Rush is a bit of truth in advertising, a formula film about Formula One racing that is effectively done by director Ron Howard. Okay, and that was a weird... According to Scott and I, uh, make no mistake about it, this is a Ron Howard film in every single way that counts. It's unapologetically upfront about its character motivations and conflicts. That's more like it. That He hit the nail on the head with that one, in my personal opinion. I think that that's well said. Um, but again, if you guys haven't checked out this film, please do. It's really interesting, really awesome. Chris Hemsworth really is really good in it. Has nice writing. It has a good plot, and um, obviously based on real events, it's a little dramatized, obviously. But still, I think it's worth the watch. It's a little long, like I said, over two hours, but you can easily, you know, sit through that. People sit through five episodes of Grey's Anatomy in a sit-in. So come on, watch something that you can learn something from. <laughs> But uh, we do have some of our movie reviews up on the YouTube channel. If you guys want to check those out at Tea Time Reports on YouTube, subscribe, you know, and comment on there and leave us some interactions. It's greatly appreciated. Um, and you know, like I said, it's only a few of the podcast episodes. We're mainly going to be dropping our NFL weekly recaps on YouTube. And Brandon has uh, another series in mind coming up with uh, with another person that I will wait for Brandon to have an announcement on that. So uh, shout out to him for putting in a lot of work and growing the brand and honestly the community. Um, but I guess uh, the one other thing I wanted to say about this film before I you know wrap things up here is that it will be very emotional 
You know what I'm saying? Like, you're going to laugh a lot, but then at the end, you're like, oh, fuck. Like, not everything kind of ends up the way, you know, we think or is always portrayed. And I think that's the moral of that movie. You know, I think that's the bottom line of it. And I like that. I like that. I'm going to clip that and make that my fucking voice. I'm killing. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. <laughs> I said I'm killing. Jesus. I am a little tongue-tied. And it is a little late. It is almost 1 a.m., Going into a Monday, uh, it's going to be an interesting week. And I hope everyone uh, out there is you know, been all right. You know, it's been a weird year for I think the world, and you know, you can find peace and solace and art and uh, film and music. So definitely, uh, if you are out there listening to these episodes, you know, hopefully you are actually taking these suggestions, maybe even watching these movies for yourself. And if you are, make sure you uh, DM us maybe your favorite one so far that you have been able to go watch and uh, you know on your own. I know time is of the essence out there for everyone. We're all running around like chickens with our heads cut off. But if you ever have time to sit down and watch a nice little movie, it's never a bad night. It really isn't. And and if you make that your your night after work every day, and instead of going out to the bar, the club, the restaurant you go to, and Instead of driving your car around, maybe pop in a film. You know, it's safe. You're not spending too much money at home. You know, especially if you own the movie. It's a one-time payment up front for unlimited usage. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> Didn't know if anyone out there knew that. But hard copies are suddenly dying right now. And it's weird to see. It's hard for me to find uh, titles of stuff I really want to get on hard copy. Uh, because they just don't sell them on Blu-rays right now. And they, some of these titles I've been looking for have been out for two years. It's crazy to think about low-key. Like, some of those things are just going to be completely controlled by streaming platforms. That's genuinely why you need to own shit, like, physically. Get CDs, get Blu-rays, like, get a stereo, like, start, you know, getting a little, get a little nostalgic. And, uh, week 14 of the NFL just passed. Well, at least not entirely. The uh, Giants game is on Monday night, so you guys will probably be listening to this before uh, Monday Night Football, but, um... Joe Flacco, speaking of nostalgia, great game. Love you, Joe Flacco. Something about that guy, I just trust. It's just Joe, you know? It's just Joe Flacco. I don't know why I'm talking about Joe Flacco in a Rush review, but... <laughs> and I also was going to, like, have Rush on to talk about Rush. I just thought that would be kind of funny. Like, yo, Rush, like, speaking on Rush, like, that'd be so fucking confusing all episode. But shout out to Rush, one of the homies, and... Um, doing good things at work and shit, so I, I gotta love all the boys, man, we're putting in all the work and getting this content as good as we can, and, you know, also another little thing that might be coming out here pretty soon, um, Thane might be doing a little Premier League or at least soccer series, um, a little solo series, so stay tuned for news and information and updates on that, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms, like I said at the beginning of the episode, at Tea Time Reports on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok, and all that good stuff, and YouTube, please do so, because we are genuinely trying to grow that platform up a little bit, so if you are listening on here, make sure you go listen over there, and migrate a little bit over to that platform, because we're going to be doing some more face-to-face stuff, and I feel like that's more uh, interactive with the audience and our fans out there, so again, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. Thank you so much, everyone out there, for listening in. Take care.